You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two, episode number 30. Can you believe it, Crowley? The Cubs and Dodgers just wrapped up their series. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, I hope you had a good weekend. It was okay for our Cubbies as they they split with the Dodgers. We're calling this one Drew Smiley's nearly perfect. The Cubs, well, not so much. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the Cubs talk took the series out in L.A. The, the Dodgers took it here. But as far as the season series, the Dodgers once again victorious as they are going to take it. Uh, was it four games to two? So there was a four game series they took three yep four games two three four four three not bad i would say so can't really complain all that much i guess no, comparing last no. last year you lost seven to them this year that you lost four to them right and uh, i think uh, mother nature maybe helped the cubs a little bit but uh well uh, let's uh let's roll through it right Carly? let's talk about uh game number one that takes us back uh to uh the weekend and that uh, a couple days back and the Cubs got some bad news on Thursday, right? Yeah, you know, on, on Wednesday night, they find out that Jamison Tyone has to go on the 15-day IL with what the Cubs are calling a left groin strain. Supposedly, that occurred on Wednesday while playing catch in Oakland, so that was going to be the opening day starter when we when we kind of, you know, talking about the probables. And so that caused the Cubs to call up Javier Assad to take the start for the Cubs against Michael Grove. So Assad has been working long relief, so he wasn't going to be going six, seven innings. So you knew this was going to be a bullpen game. And there were two names that you just got so sick of hearing in this four-game series, Max Muncy and James Outman. And thank God we don't have to see either of those two guys for the rest of the year unless, you know, baseball guys will and they end up in the postseason or something. But unbelievable. So Javier Assad's in. He's starting top of the second. Max Muncy homered. Or you're going to hear that a lot. Oof. But Cody Bellinger continued to torment his ex-team, hitting a solo home run in the bottom of the second to tie it at one. James Outman, who tortured the Cubs in Los Angeles, hits a solo home run in the third to put the Dodgers back up in front two to one. The Cubs are going to tie it up in the fourth when Eric Osmer led off with a walk. Trey Mancini will double, and after Tucker Barnhart struck out, Nico Horner singled to tie the game, but Trey Mancini was thrown out at home on that play by, here's that name again, James Outman. Boy, did he have a, he had a nice weekend in Chicago if you're an L.A. Dodger fan. Yeah, that's how the score would stay. Tied it to until the ninth inning when Michael Fulmer who the last time uh, he faced the Dodgers ended up blowing a save. He came into the game. David Peralta and Michael Var Miguel Vargas led off the inning with back-to-back -back singles. Mookie Becks flied out. And then Fulmer got pinch hitter Jason Hayward to strike out. So you have two outs. And you have now you have James Outman up to the plate. And at that point, he just absolutely crushes one grand slam, four to two or six to two, and that's how the game will end. Michael Fulmer, the Cubs had two runs on six hits. They left six on base and went one for seven with run and runners in scoring position. Again, Mancini thrown out in the plate by Outman. He, Mancini was two for four with the double, which was good. And Javier uh, Cody Bellinger had a home run. But Javier Assad went three innings, gave up two runs on three hits, two walks, and three Ks. Alzali pitched a clean inning. Brandon Hughes pitched two innings. 
Rucker and Brad Boxberger each pitched one. And then Michael Fulmer was tagged with the loss, his second of the season, giving up three hits, four runs, and one walk. Yeah, gotta- I was uh, <laughs> I was really upset, obviously, with Michael Fulmer um, in that situation. And I also had to question a little bit about Assad starting. I know Assad can't go as long as we would like him to go because they needed to get him stretched out even further. But in hindsight, what if you would have started Alzale and gotten two innings out of Alzale and then maybe brought in Assad for two innings? Um, is there a possibility that the Cubs are up two to nothing at that point and not in a in a tie game? Perhaps, right? Because you know, of what, you because of what Assad that. because of what Assad gave up early on. I think they want to make sure that Alzali has a defined role. I don't think they want to play with it. The guy's had some injury histories. But his just... only defined role is to come in and out of the bullpen, Crowley. It's not like he's the seventh inning guy or the eighth inning guy or the ninth. I mean, he 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 moves around. But right? Assad has been someone that has started games, and, and, and who knows? The bigger issue that we got to really talk about is the closer's job, okay? So the Cubs have had five save opportunities in the first 19 games. Fulmer has been on the mound for three of those save opportunities and has blown two of them, okay, both against the Dodgers. And here, Dustin, is my, my issue. And this, and, and this is where I, when you talk about Alzali starting, I don't know if you remember, I talked about my belief is that maybe Alzali will be a closer by the end of the season. You uh, said that. Yep. You know, so the trouble I have with Fulmer is he doesn't have swing and miss stuff. He pitches to contact. And he's getting barreled up pretty good. I literally wrote this on Friday morning. He's getting barreled up pretty good. We can say that again today. That's not a great combo for a closer. You can't have a guy who pitches to contact plus a guy that's getting absolutely smoked uh, every time the ball gets hit. So the question is who's next. And this is where I'm struggling, Dustin, because Keegan and Adbert have been good in a multi-inning role going, you know, two innings, right? You know, getting two, maybe three innings out of those guys. Boxberger usually is better off as a setup man. He pitched the ninth the other day and did not have a lot of luck during this weekend. Michael Rucker to me has looked mediocre. Brandon Hughes is doing well, but he's the only lefty. And then Leiter Jr. has been another guy who's had some good results, but there were some concerns how hard he's being hit. They, they track something called barrel, right? How many balls are being barreled. And that's a combination of anything over 98 miles per hour and then a certain launch angle. And so even though Leiter's gotten some big outs, when they're making contact, it, it's it's hard contact. It's going for outs and has been until this weekend, but it's something to be concerned about. And so, again, I sit here and I think Alzali to me right now is the guy that best fits the role of what a closer should be. Another interesting option is recently called up Jeremiah Estrada, but that's putting a lot on a youngster who just came up from the minors. That's your guy. That's that's my guy. That's my guy. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I would be at this point, Crowley, I I would be, I'd be okay with that. I give him, I give him a chance. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying a hard no on it. That's for darn sure. I would like to go seven Boxberger, eight Alzali, nine Estrada. That would be ideal or, Go the other way, seven Boxberger, eight Estrada, nine Alzali. I would like to play around with it somewhat. I don't know what it is. I just know it can't keep going the way it's going. Absolutely right. So let's move in. Cubs are down in the series, one games to none. Let's move into uh, game number two, and that was on uh, Friday afternoon at the Friendly Confines. All-day baseball, all-day baseball the rest of the way. 
Rest of the way, yes, 120 the way God intended it. So, after another frustrating start against Michael Grove, who apparently the Cubs are the only ones that can't beat this guy, they had the difficult task of facing Julio Urias, and the wind was howling out. The flags were stiff, straight out to center, and the Cubs' once offense jumped all over Urias, scoring two in the first, one in the second, nothing in the four, none in the fourth, but then scored seven runs in the fifth inning. Dustin, the Cubs scored 13 runs and 17 hits. Hap, Suzuki, Bellinger, Wisdom all hit doubles. Nick Magical had a triple. And then Bellinger, Mancini, Wisdom, even Nico Horner hits his first home run. So with the wind howling out, right, must have been a tough, tough day for both pitchers, right? For Urias and Smiley, wrong. Funny thing, Dustin, is that Smiley said before the game, he was talking to the media after the game was over, he said, before the game, I actually had the worst pregame bullpen I can remember. And you know what that made me think of was the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. Yeah. Kerry Wood said the exact same thing. A lot of comparisons. Uh, a lot of people talked about that. So once the game starts, he is completely locked in. He's perfect through seven innings. Now, keep in mind, the Cubs have never had a perfect game in their 147-year history. They almost had one. Milt Pappas, 1972, on a 3-2 count, Bruce Framing calls ball four. To this day, to the day Milt Pappas died, he was furious about that. <laughs> and so Pappas went on to finish the game with a no-hitter, which was the last time a Cubs pitcher has thrown a no-hitter at Wrigley Field 1972 smiley struck out 10 dodgers and anytime they did hit the ball it was weak contact out of the first 21 batters that smiley faced only three had an exit velo over 90 miles per hour so of course just baseball being baseball the weakest hit of the day was the one that ended smiley's bid for perfection pinch hitter david peralta hits a ball probably less than 30 miles per hour a dribbler right up the grass on the third baseline. Smiley and catcher Jan Gomes are both desperately trying to get to the ball. Gomes falls over, kind of like kind of leapfrogs. Uh, Smiley, Smiley, it's like falls a horseyback ride almost. Yep, and the Dodger that ends the perfecto. The crowd gave Smiley a huge standing ovation. And again, when Ross pulled him from the game, two batters later. Now, a, a real, real quick, Dustin. It was interesting, at, you know, at the game when you're there, it, the, it was so wild because of all the offense and everyone's going crazy. But then around the fifth inning, you know, you, everyone's kind of starting to realize, wait, something's going on here. And then every out from like the middle of the fifth on, the crowd's getting louder and louder and everybody is just getting juiced. It was so amazing until, like I said, that's, you know, you're in the eighth inning and, and you have a perf perfect game going and you're looking at it. I have never seen a no-hitter. I had tickets to the Carlos Zambrano game in, in Milwaukee, and I could not make it. And then I was at the game where Ted Lilly pitched a no-hitter against the White Sox in the ninth, which was uh, busted up by Juan Pierre. And I thought maybe I would see history once again, but it's not to be. One thing that was interesting, though, Dustin, is that Smiley threw over 90 pitches going into the eighth. He, After the first hit, he faced two more batters, and then um, Estrada comes in, but he threw 103 pitches. Are you surprised that Ross left him in the game after the perfect game bid ended and the Cubs up big time? Well, I am, but I wondered, did they not have anybody up yet? 
was that the reason why he was left into in the game at that point? That that's what I kind of think. And based on, you know, they weren't hard pitches, if that makes any sense. The yeah. hundred the, the, he 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 was having an easy day of it. He wasn't overly exerting himself. Um, so yes, I was, but I wondered if it was because they didn't have anybody up and ready to go. And that's what you're, you know, you're talking about those high stress innings where the pitcher really has to work to get out of it. And so Ross was asked after the game, if even regardless of the pitch count, would he have sent him out in the ninth? And Ross said, yeah, I would have rode him harder than Jan did. So uh, yeah, a great fun- quote. What a, what a great, funny <laughs> quote that was. Yep. Uh-huh. A, a fun afternoon of baseball. And, and for those that witnessed it, it was a game you're not going to forget anytime soon. So game number three, Crowley, the series is tied 1-1. And game number three, uh, Hayden Wisniewski was out there. But before the game started, there was actually snow flurries in April at Wrigley Field. Not the first, won't be the last. That April is just a goofy month to go to a ball game. And, and it, I think it was snowing a little bit here today. My friend John Benedict on the organ playing Let It Snow. It's never <laughs> a good sign when Johnny B is playing that on the organ. But... This saw Hayden facing off against Derek May. Neither pitcher was involved in that series out in L.A. last week. And so this time it was the Dodgers' turn to hit some home runs. Wisniewski not sharp again. The only game he's really looked decent in was the Oakland game, which isn't saying much. He loaded the bases in the first with no outs, but was able to give out of, get out of it, giving up only one run and then getting a double play. So that was good. And the Cubs were able to answer in their half of the first by loading the bases with no outs. Saya hit into a force out that tied the game, but with runners in the corners and one out, they couldn't drive in any more runs. Guess who's back? James Outman's back. He puts the Dodgers up 2-1 to one with a solo home run, and his day was just getting started. Next time Outman came up to bat in the fourth inning, Jamie DiMartinez was standing at third, so Outman hit an RBI single to make it 3-1. to one. Cubs got one back in the bottom of the fourth when Saya Suzuki was hit by a pitch and scored on an Eric Hosmer double to make it a 3-2 game. Sixth inning, James V. Martinez walk. Hayward flied out. James Outman singled, and then Miguel Vargas singled to score Martinez. Cubs are down 4-2. Dodgers added to their lead in the seventh when Freddie Friedman hit out a one-out single, and Max Muncy homered off Mark Leiter to make it 6-2. Now, Nico pulled the Cubs closer when he homered in the bottom of the seventh with Edwin Rios along for the ride. That was uh, Nico's second homer in consecutive games. And it was only a two-run game going into the ninth. 6-4 to four when Brad Boxberger came out to pitch, but then Max Muncy hit a solo home run, his second of the game, and then James Altman with a runner on hits a two-run blast to make it 9-4, to four, and that would be the cup final. Cubs had four runs on five hits. That's not going to do it, five hits. Nico was two for five, so he almost had half the Cubs' hits with two RBIs and a homer. Uh, Wesniski, Dustin, still struggling, 4.1, gave up five hits, three runs, one walk, and here's where I keep getting concerned, only one strikeout. The thing about Wesniski in the spring and last fall is he was striking a lot of guys out. It just seems like he's fighting his mechanics. He's fighting everything. It's not good. Well, what I think I agree, it's not good. And he's trying too hard. I think he's a really good kid. I think he's got the stuff. I think he's... Uh, ego his confidence is a little bit shaken right now and i'm wondering if we don't see him make the next start i wonder if they skip him and or move him down um i think they've got till the weekend when they need the fifth starter again coming up the off day coming up 
So I wonder if they're going to skip Wesneski and maybe try to get him his confidence built back up in the minors for a couple starts. No, they can't do it because of the injury to Jamison Tyone. So what will end up happening is he's going to be pitching against the Padres. Uh, to finish up game three, Brandon Hughes gave up one run. Mark Leiter gave up two runs. And Brad Boxberger gave up three runs. So not the greatest game for the bullpen either. Alzali pitched one scoreless inning, and Michael Rucker pitched point two innings of shutout ball. Well, regardless of whether or not Crowley is pitching against the Padres, that's my suggestion is they give him <laughs> a couple of days off and move him down to get his confidence back up. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, Saturday's game, I was uh, in the car for most of the game, had it on the radio, and uh, and at one point gave up and uh, put on some music because it was uh, incur- just terribly frustrating. Yep, it definitely was. All right, so then we move into today. It's Sunday Fun Day, game at number four of the series in the pitching matchup. Everybody was talking about Crowley, Marcus Stroman versus uh, Clayton mm-hmm. Kershaw. Yeah, this is this is one that uh, we were all excited about. You know, two aces, and then the funny thing is neither pitcher had that great of a day. Started out good for the Cubs in the bottom of the first. Nico Horner reached on an air by Max Muncy at third, and. Um, he was able to make it to second on that air. He would come around to score by uh, on a single by Cody Bellinger. James Altman, who didn't seem to do anything wrong this series, did make a mistake. He threw it to home rather than to the cutoff man. And so Cody alertly went to second on that. And there was no way they were getting Horner out at home. So, you know, that proved to be a big play. Asaya Suzuki would hit an RBI single to score belly. And that gave the Cubs a 2-0 lead. That lead wouldn't last long because in the top of the third, Austin Barnes, one of the worst hitters in baseball, .065 average, got his second hit of the season in 31 at-bats, a single to right. And then Mookie Betts, who the Cubs have did, done a great job containing through seven ga- through six games, um, you know, he hit a two-run homer to tie it up. And I'm going to blame Boog Shambi on that two-run home run, by the way. I don't know if you caught it when you were watching the game. Maybe you were listening to Pat and Ron on the score. But either way, I was watching on television, had the uh, TV sound nice and loud in the house by myself. Uh, Boog talking about how much Mookie Betts hates the cold and pointing out that he had double batting gloves on, two sets of thermal underpants on, double sweatshirt on. Boom! Boom! I'm like, Boog, I blame you. You jinxed it, man. He was the mush on that one. All right. He was the mush. Nice moment does occur after that because the next batter is Freddie Freeman. Marcus Stroman strikes him out for his 1,000th career strikeout. Cheers to the home plate umpire Eric Bacchus, who let Marcus have a moment, accept the cheers from the fan. Stroh acknowledges the fans before starting the pitch clock. Common sense. That's how easy it can be. It's not difficult, people. The game would stay tied until Jan Gomes. Yes, Jan Gomes hit a solo home run in the bottom of the fifth. Dustin, get this stat. Jan Gomes had eight runs, home runs for the Cubs last season. He has four in the month of April in 2023. Not bad. Not bad at all. If they had won the game, maybe he would have had a, a different uh, different hat on. So he was wearing the cowboy hat. He wore the, uh, he wore the football helmet. I don't know what hat he would have pulled out this time. Who knows, but the Dodgers would answer in the six as a, with the leadoff home run to Freeman. And then Max Muncy crushed one, and the Cubs would trail for the first time four to three. Um, and so right after that, uh, 
So you had a leadoff walk to Freeman. Muncie crushes one. So they're down 4-3, followed by a J.D. Martinez home run to make it 5-3. Stroh would not make it out of the sixth inning for the first time this season. You know, man, you're not going to sit there and, and get mad at Stroh. I mean, that was just not the greatest game. But, I mean, he's been excellent all season so far. Oh, yeah, he's been great. I, I wonder if uh, we heard that report from Bruce Levine that he and the Cubs potentially are talking about an extension. I hope that that's not a distraction for Stroman. Who knows? But as we kind of take a look at this, Dustin, right? It's it's five to three. No, no Cubs come back from way worse than that, right? You're a blooper oh, yeah. blast away right. from you're never, you're never You're never out of it at that point, no. So David Ross calls on Michael Fulmer to keep it close in the ninth. Once again, he struggles with two outs. Michael Vargas singles. Fulmer walked one of the worst hitters in baseball, as I mentioned before, Austin Barnes. How do you walk Austin Barnes? Someone tell me. And then Mookie Betts doubled on a line drive to left, and the Cubs were down 77-3, and that's how it would end. A little bit of controversy. Cubs loaded the bases in the ninth with a Patrick Wisdom single. Mancini on an 0-2 count reaches on catcher's interference. Thank you very much. Torrens lined out, so you got one out, but then Jan Gomes singles to load the bases with one out. Now, Nick Madrigal at this point in game was 0 for 4 on the day. You also had Ian Happ, who had the day off on the bench. So Ross had a decision. Roll with Madrigal, good contact hitter. He hadn't rolled into one double play all season. Or does he go with the power bat, Ian Happ? Unfortunately, well, I mean, it's not, it's not even a question, right? I mean, to me, it's not even a question. I mean, Ian Happ is your guy, right? He is the one that you rely on. Um, and he's Ross's guy. Ross loves that guy. Right. And so it was surprising that he let Magical take the at-bat, and he grounded in his double play first of the game, and that was it. So I'm sure that's going to be the talk on the Mully Hall show tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, it's that, you know, the other thing. And I did not see an ape, and you're going to tell me because I'm sure you did. If you didn't, it's okay. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I did not see, other than the highlights or the lowlights, if you will, any of Saturday's game on television. All Everything I caught was either on my app or on the radio. Did David Ross have a winter snow cap on Saturday afternoon? I was watching, but I guess I, I think he might have, to be honest. I, I hate that, okay? But... You're in the dugout. You can. You're, I'm not saying he needs to have a short sleeve shirt on, but you set a tone with that damn winter cap, okay? <laughs> that you're out there and it's too cold. You're saying it's too cold to be out here to be playing baseball. I hate. I hate. I hate. I hate that look. I hate it. Okay. There's a heat warmer in there. He can wear warmers in his underpants. He can wear warmers in his. He can drink hot coffee and and hot chicken soup all day. You don't have to put on the face that it's cold out. We all know it's cold out. But, you know, come on, let's go. You set the tone, David Ross. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you go to Fulmer in that situation? Fulmer should have gotten the rest of the weekend off unless it was mop-up duty at that point. And then he doesn't play Ian Happ? I mean, was Ian, like, having beers in the clubhouse? Was it a real full day off? I mean, th that doesn't make any sense at all. It makes no sense, except I'm sure, and you, you're pretty good at these stats, um, there must be some note out there that uh, Ian Happ with the bases loaded against this guy is no damn good. It's I take my chances. I take my chances. But you, you, I don't have any numbers saying one way or the other, but usually you would think to roll the dice in that situation, but he didn't. And it didn't help that the Cubs offense disappeared. And again. tomorrow's yep. a day off, Crowley. Tomorrow yep. is a day off. 
right? And so the Cubs had only three runs on six hits, but two of those hits came on the ninth. So if you think about it, right, you had six hits, but you only had four hits through eight innings. Bellinger was two for four. So Bellinger, you know, Horner was two for four. That's about it. So, I mean, you don't have any guys, you're kind of slumping here. Stroman went five innings pitch. He gave up five runs on six hits, one walk, five Ks. He gave up three home runs. Brandon Hughes pitched another inning, nice inning. Keegan Thompson with another good two. And then Fulmer just being a disaster in the ninth. So hopefully the Cubs figure that out sooner rather than later. Just, you know, I didn't expect them to win the series against the Dodgers, right? I didn't expect that. And the game that they won is actually the game that I expected them to lose. But right. I was really, really frustrated about how, how Sunday went. Uh, but, all right, we'll, we'll my get fr- into My, my, we'll get my, my frustration later. was, again, you couldn't get to Michael Grove. I'm, I, I just, I still, that just baffles me today. You know, Clayton Kershaw, you know he's a great pitcher, man. Hey, all right. You know, uh, Julio Urias, you pounded him. Congratulations. Great job. That was really hard to do. Michael Grove and Derek May, no, not, I, I don't know. 